Welcome, I am your host, and this is the Unanswered Questions Podcast. Hello everyone, and welcome to another episode of my new podcast, Unanswered Questions, where every week we'll endeavour to discuss a mysterious unsolved case that has many lingering unanswered questions. So I hope you enjoy, and as always, leave me some feedback on what you think about the show, and rate it as well. Now on to the show. This week we'll be talking about Degluca. So Degluca, German for the bell, was a purported top secret Nazi scientific technological device, secret weapon, or wonder waffer, first described by Polish journalist and author Igor Wachowski in Proda o Wonderwaffe, which was published in 2000. It was later popularized by military journalist and author Nick Cook, as well as by writers such as Joseph P. Farrell and others who associated with Nazi occultism and anti-gravity or free energy research. According to Patrick Keeger, writing in National Geographic magazine, Degluca has become a popular subject of speculation, and a following similar to science fiction fandom exists around it and other alleged Nazi miracle weapons or Wonderwaffen. Mainstream reviewers such as former aerospace scientist David Myra express skepticism that such a device ever actually existed. Now we get into the history of this story. So, the discussion of Degluca originated in the works of Igor Wachowski. His 2000 Polish-language book Proda o Wonderwaffe, The Truth About the Wonder Weapon, reprinted in German as, and I'm going to butcher this, I do apologize, Die Wahit über die Wonderwaffe, refers to it as the Nazi bell. Wachowski wrote that he first discovered the existence of Degluca by reading transcripts from an interrogation of former Nazi SS officer Jacob Spornberg. According to Wachowski's account, he was shown the allegedly classified transcripts in August of 1997 by an unnamed Polish intelligence contact who said he had access to Polish government documents regarding Nazi secret weapons. Wachowski maintains that he was only allowed to transcribe the documents and was not allowed to make any copies. Although no evidence of the veracity of Wachowski's statements have been produced, they reached a wider audience when they were retold by British author Nick Cook, who added his own views to Wachowski's statements in his book The Hunt for Zero Point. Now we're going to get into a bit of a background on who exactly Igor Wachowski is. So Igor Wachowski was born in 1963 in Warsaw, Poland. Since 1990, he's worked as a journalist dealing with military technology as well as the history of World War II. He was the editor-in-chief of the magazine, and I'm going to butcher this name as well, Technika Wojskowa, Military Technology. Presently, he's the editor-in-chief of the historical magazine, World War II. So far, he's also written 15 books and about 100 articles on these subjects. Since 1997, he has dedicated himself mainly to the collection and analysis of materials, the sources for his latest book, The Truth About the Wonderwaffe. He has worked in various archives on three continents. The Truth About the Wonderwaffe was published in 2013 by RVB Press. Now we get into Jacob Spornberg. So Jacob Spornberg, born on the 16th of September 1902 and died on the 6th of December 1952, was an SS Grumpenfuhrer and General Lieutenant der Polizei in Minsk, Belarus and Lublin, Poland. After the war, Spornberg stood trial in Poland and was convicted in 1950 of war crimes and sentenced to death. He was executed in December of 1952. 
Now we're going to get into a bit of our biography about Jacob Spornberg and a bit of his back history. So Jacob Spornberg was born on the 16th of September 1902 in Dusseldorf, Germany. Spornberg joined the NSDAP in 1925. In 1929 he was appointed an SA officer and one year later joined the SS, rising to the rank of SS Brigade Führer by 1933. In January of 1940 he was promoted to the rank of SS Grumpenführer or General Lieutenant. From July to August of 1941, he was SS and police leader, SSPF, in the General Burkst, I'm going to butcher, sorry, I'm going to butcher some of these names as they're in German, so I do apologize. From July to August of 1941, he was SS and police leader, SSPF, in General Bezir Weibruthnin, headquartered in Minsk. He then served on the staff of Reich Commissioner Erich Koch in the Reich Commissionerate Ukraine. In March of 1943, he was assigned to the staff of SS Obergruppenführer Erich von dem Bach-Zalowski to combat partisans. Zornberg subsequently succeeded Odilo Globoknik as SFPF of Lublin in the general government of occupied Poland from August 1943 to November of 1944. In this capacity, Spornberg oversaw and implemented the mass shooting of Jews during Operation Harvest Festival. In 1944, Spornberg and several of his staff were redeployed to Norway. There, Spornberg served as SS and police leader of Sud Norwegian, or South Norway. In May of 1945, Spornberg and his staff were captured by British forces. Their interrogation shed much light on Globoknik's activities in Lublin. One outcome of his interrogation was the transfer of Spornberg from the PWIS detachment, Norway, in Oslo to the MI-19 interrogation centre in Kensington Palace gardens london known as the london cage for further questioning by the war crimes interrogation unit this establishes participation in a number of war crimes committed in poland and the soviet union now we get into his post-war activities so spornberg was extradited to poland in october of 1946 and sentenced to death by a polish court in warsaw in 1950 he was hanged on the 6th of december 1952 Spornberg is a supposed source for Prawada o Wunderwaffe, published in 2000, a book about the alleged German occult secret weapon Glucker, the Bell, by Polish writer Igor Wachowski, who claimed to have gained access to transcripts of an interrogation by Polish authorities of Spornberg through an unnamed contact in the Polish intelligence service. The book is widely considered a hoax. Now we're going to get into a description of the bell. So, allegedly an experiment carried out by Third Reich scientists working for the SS in a German facility known as De Rise or the Giant, near the Winchelis mine and close to the Czech border. De Glucker is described as being a device made out of a hard, heavy metal approximately 9 feet wide and 12 to 15 feet high, having a shape similar to that of a large bell. Now, according to Cook, this device ostensibly contained two counter-rotating cylinders which would be filled with a mercury-like substance, violet in colour. This metallic liquid was codenamed 0525 and was otherwise cautiously stored in tall, thin thermos flasks a metre high encased in lead. Additional substances said to be employed in the experiments, referred to as leichmetall or light metal, included thorium and beryllium peroxides, which I've never heard of. Cook describes de Glucker as emitting strong radiation when activated, an effect that supposedly led to the deaths of several unnamed scientists and various plant and animal test subjects. Based upon certain external indications, Wachowski states that the ruins of a metal framework in the vicinity of the Winchelis mine, anesthetically dubbed the Hinge, 
hinge may have once served as a test rig for an experiment in anti-gravity propulsion generated with DeGluca. Others, however, dismissed the derelict structure as simply being a conventional industrial cooling tower. Cook's publication introduced the topic in English without critically discussing the subject. More recently, historian Eric Kurdlander has discussed the topic in his 2017 book on Nazi esotericism, Hitler's Monsters, A Supernatural History of the Third Reich. According to reviewer Julian Shrub, Kurlander cites from the reservoir of post-war conspiracy theories and heavily relies on sensationalist accounts, mixing up contemporary sources with post-war sensationalist literature, half-truths, and fictitious accounts, end quote. Now we get into the author Nick Cook. So Nicholas Julian Cook was CEO of defense industry consultant firm Dynamix. He is a British former aviation journalist as well as the author of fiction and non-fiction works. In the 1990s, Cook was the aviation editor of Jane's Defense Weekly, the International Defense Journal. He was an aerospace consultant and contributor to the journal from 2002 to 2008. He won four journalism awards from the Royal Aeronautical Society in the Defense Business Technology and Propulsion categories. He wrote the book The Hunt for Zero Point, which was published by Century Random House in the UK in 2001 and Broadway Books in the US in 2002. It details Cook's 10-year investigation into effects to crack the holy grail of aerospace propulsion anti-gravity technology. It focuses on Igor Wachowski's claims that the Nazis developed a UFO-like device, which allegedly became the basis for US research. Cook has also written two novels, Angel, Archangel, and Aggressor, as well as ghostwriting a number of books, predominantly on military subjects. The 1999 Discovery Channel documentary Billion Dollar Secret followed Cook's investigation into secret U.S. military spending in an experimental aircraft that may have been mistaken for UFOs. He also wrote and presented the 2005 documentary UFOs, The Secret Evidence, known as An Alien History of Planet Earth in the U.S., he has also been a frequent guest on Coast to Coast AM, a radio show that deals with the paranormal and conspiracy theories. Cook was the founder and CEO of Dynamics, a consultancy that brought together the defense industry and the search for solutions to climate change. His current focus is on writing and corporate storytelling. Now we get into the skepticism about this bell. So, according to Salone reviewer Kurt Kleiner, quote, It is a story that strains credulity, but unless we're after cheap laughs, our hope when we pick up a book like this is that the author will, against the odds, build a careful, reasonable, and convincing case. Cook isn't that author, end quote. Kleiner criticized Cook's work as ferreting out minor inconsistencies and odd, ambiguous details which he tells to puff up into proof, end quote. Characterized the process of evaluating Cook's claims as untangling science from pseudoscience and concluded that what is instructive about the book is the insight we get into how conspiracy theories seduce otherwise reasonable people. Skeptical author Robert Schaefer criticized Cook's book as a classic example of how to spin an exciting yarn based on almost nothing. He visits places where it is rumored that secret UFO and anti-gravity research is going on and writes about what he feels and imagines, although he discovers nothing more than tangible, unsubstantiated rumors, end quote. Schaefer notes that the claims about DeGluca are circulated by UFOologists and conspiracy-oriented authors such as Jim Mars, Joseph P. Farrell, and anti-gravity proponent John Deering. 
Jason Colavito wrote that Wachowski's claims were recycled from 1960s rumours of Nazi occult science, first published in Morning of the Magicians, and describes De Gluca as a device few outside of fringe culture think actually existed. In short, it looks to be a hoax, or at least a wild exaggeration, end quote. Author Brian Dunning states that Morning of the Magicians helped promote belief in DeGluca and Nazi occultism and its absence in the historical record make it increasingly unlikely that anything like it actually existed. According to Dunning, quote, All we have in the way of evidence is a third-hand anecdotal account of something that's desperately implausible, backed up by neither evidence nor even a corroborating account. End quote. Author and historian Robert F. Dorr characterizes De Gluca as among the most imaginative of the conspiracy theories that arose in post-World War II years and typical of the fantasies of magical German weapons often popularized in pulp magazines such as the Police Gazette. Some theories circulating on the internet conspiracy sites claim that De Gluca is located in a Nazi gold train that is buried in a tunnel beneath a mountain in Poland. Duncan Rhodes, editor of Nexus magazine, has pointed out that the Nazis on the moon trope is linked to wild speculations about Nazi anti-gravitational technologies such as Wachowski's Die Gluca. Journalist Patrick J. Kiger wrote that the German propaganda of fictional Wonderwaffen combined with the secrecy surrounding actual advanced technology such as the V-2 rocket captured at war's end by the US military helped spawn sensational book-length exposés, websites, and legions of enthusiasts who revel in rumors of science fiction-like weapons supposedly invented by Hitler's scientists, end quote. According to Kiger, De Gluca is a popular example of such legends and speculations citing former aerospace scientist David Myra's contention that if anti-gravity devices actually existed, the Germans, desperate to stop the Allies' advance, would have used them. Now we go into the supposed whereabouts of this Wonderwaffen or Nazi bell. So, Wachowski's statements, along with Cook's views, prompted further conjecture about the device from various American authors, including Joseph P. Farrell, Jim Mars, and Henry Stevens. Farrell says that the device was considered so important to the Nazis that they killed 60 scientists that worked on the project and buried them in a mass grave. In his book, Hitler's Suppressed and Still Secret Weapons, Science and Technology, published in 2007, Stevens states that de Gluca contained red mercury and describes stories alleging that a concave mirror on top of the device provided the ability to see images from the past during its operation. Wachowski stated that de Gluca ended up in a Nazi-friendly South American country. Cook, on the other hand, states that it was moved to the United States as part of a deal made with SS General Hans Kemmler. Farrell stated that it was recovered as part of the Keeksburg UFO incident. This last theory was dramatized in 2009 by the Discovery Channel and again in 2011 by the History Channel's Ancient Aliens series. With that, this case remains open, but with many unanswered questions, it still remain unanswered. Please rate the show and let me know what you guys think about this and the many other cases I've covered. You can follow me on all major social media platforms, YouTube, BitChute, Dailymotion. I'm also on Twitter and Instagram. Links are all down below in the description. If you've a case you'd like me to have a look at or cover, don't hesitate to send me a message. I'm your host, and this has been the Unanswered Questions Podcast. Until next time. Next on Unanswered Questions. Was a colonel with Soviet military intelligence, GRU, during the 1950s and early 1960s who informed the United Kingdom and the United States about the Soviet emplacement of missiles in Cuba?